Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. You're going to get our thoughts on the latest seasons of comic book TV. Terrific. That's right. We're talking Gotham, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Arrow, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We rank the seasons from worst to best and take a look at summer TV and next season slates of brand new comic book superhero TV shows. The bubble is going to burst soon, people. Enjoy the ride while you can. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Tuesday, May 30th, 2017. Run boy approved. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, yo? Welcome. Welcome back to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. And my name is Anthony! His name is not Anthony, that is not the jock! Anthony! He's the rug boy. Yeah, Anthony couldn't be here. He has a life. Yeah, he has a life. Anthony couldn't be here because, listener, we're giving you a very special comic book TV season review show. Geek Boner! Because I've been dying to talk about this season's shows, and since we stopped forcing Anthony, Anthony, to to watch the show, he's just pretty much hasn't he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's he's too busy living. Stupid Anthony, living life, getting life experiences. Uh, boo! Look, if you're a new listener, thanks for joining the show. This is our weekly geek fest where we geek out about comic book, TV, movies, superheroes, nerd stuff jock stuff uh sometimes mostly nerd stuff but like i said this show i've been dying to talk about all the the comic book tv shows have wrapped up for the summer for the most part minus one we'll get to that a lot of them a lot of them so we're gonna uh, give our thoughts uh of this season's comic book tv shows shows that we used to review episode by episode so holy shit remember that if you were uh, a, a grind if you were, it was. If you were a newish listener, maybe you just started listening to us in the past year, uh, it, the show actually started. Episode one, there was no news. It was me and Anthony talking about episodes of The Flash, Arrow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. week by week, episode by episode. Then Rugs joined the fun. Then last season, we did every episode, a whole season of like four or five different shows. And then we did it live. Oh, shit. Whew, that was a grind. If I was getting paid for this show, Rugs, I would I would do that all the time. But we're not getting paid. No. This is we do this for fun for you, the listener. So that's where you're gonna get the show. And shout out to Jimmy Graben who wrote in last episode and he's like, Hey, maybe we'll get Agents of Shield finale uh thoughts or Gotham and I'm sure there's other listeners out there who would like to know what we thought of this season's Awesome comic book TV shows. And I've been dying to talk about this. And I can't even talk about it with Anthony like during the week because he's not watching it. Yeah. He's never, he's never going to catch up. He's never going to watch he's, these shows. He's going back to full jock now, I think. He is full. Bro, do you even podcast? He's, like, uh, he was reading comic books. Yeah. He was watching TV shows. Right. And he was, I don't know, I think he was living with his parents. <laughs> he was like a full nerd, like almost. Uh, that's true. He was living with his parents. And now. Now he's, he's a big boy. 
Now he's a big boy. He's he's traded in his parents now for another married. Yeah, but now he just lives with another married couple, which is his roommates. He just <laughs> traded one couple for the other couple. Uh, the apartment came fully furnished. I don't even know if he has stuff over there. He damn sure doesn't have a computer. Wait a minute. He lives with a married couple? I think they're married or it's a couple. I forget. I don't oh. know if they're married, but it's a couple. He just traded one couple for another couple. Oh, a younger one. <laughs> A younger, hipper couple. Uh, I didn't know this. Yeah, and he's busy, you know, going to the EDMs and the, the other things and the things. Whatever. I got you, Rugs. Thank God for you and that we're yeah. older and we're losers. I've we have been a no loser life. my whole life. Right. I've, I've, and we've faithfully made our way through yeah. every episode of all Listen, these shows. Yeah, I, I went through my whole entire 20s and 30s and still like comic books and still watch TV, comic book TV shows. And still got made fun of by everyone for it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I then like same with me. Like I got that out of my system. The uh, the going out and not having time to watch stupid people in tights on TV do things that you can't do in real life. But it's weird because all of these shows came out when we're in our forties, right? Yeah, I'm forty years old watching this ridiculous <laughs> shit. But you gotta do it. Like, you, you gotta, gotta do. It. If you're a real fan, you do it. Because when we were kids, what did we have? Nothing. Fucking nothing. We had reruns of uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno as Hulk and Linda Carter as Wonder Woman and Adam West as Batman. I literally watched a show with Jerry O'Connell called My Secret Identity because it just hinted at superheroes. Yes, I love that show. What the fuck was that show? Why did I watch it? And it was the lamest, like, he would float away slowly with aerosol cans. That was his power. He floated with aerosol cans. It was so horrible. Oh my god! Like that's what we were like. We were so like dry on shows that had superheroes in them that we would watch. I would watch shit like that. If someone wore a mask, I was watching that shit. And now, yeah, absolutely. And now we have fucking all these masks and uh, Ghost Rider and the Flash and and Arrow. Like it's unbelievable. So. I'm going to watch these because we will come from a time where we didn't have this. Yeah. So. Now, so even though it pains me sometimes to watch this shit, I watch it anyway because I'm like, listen, this might, this is all going to implode at some point. Oh, yeah. The bubble's going to burst very soon. We're getting there. But there's a lot of new stuff coming out next year, and we'll get to that at the end. All right. Look, enough of this bullshit. Let's get to the TV shows. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. Listen, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to let us know what were your favorite seasons of uh, shows, what was your favorite show this past comic book TV season, just visit jockinner.com slash contact, and there's the various means of contact there. Uh, I'm going to highlight our Facebook group, which you can find at jockinner.com slash community. It's a lot of fun. We post a lot of geeky, stupid shit there. All the listeners just go and hang out, and it brings me such joy to see like our listeners interacting with each other. We've built this awesome little... This is a free community. We have a more exclusive pay community. We'll get to that at the midway point. Uh, but first, I gotta issue this, because we're gonna be talking about the latest seasons of Gotham, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Arrow, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, of course, there's going to be spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. So if you haven't caught up, you know, I don't know, download the show, put it aside, catch up, come back, listen to it. Or if you don't care, just keep listening. We don't give a shit because we made it through another season of comic book TV. So, Rugs, let's start with Gotham. Mm-hmm. Season three has not ended yet. No, it's, are, it's in the final episodes. The, like, and they're giving us a two-hour season finale. Yes. <laughs> next week. Is this the penultimate 
episode. This is the peen ultimate episode. Yes. Technically the penis ultimate episode yes. of Gotham. But dude, this, I mean, so we started reviewing the show and then we dropped it. Cause we're like, what is this silly, crazy, wacky shit? This is not Batman. They're just shoving everything oh, from yeah. Batman. It enrages me whenever I watch this show. I hate watch it. Like what it, anything. Yeah, me too. Literally at the end of every show, I'm just like, what the fuck Gotham? Like what, what is going on? I mean, it's like a super soap opera on fucking steroids. Crazy. It's really, really bad. There is a theatricality to it that I do like, and I do like the production value of it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a real cheap show. No, and there's certain performances that are good. There's good actors on it. There's, yeah. There are some good things. But what they do to the characters and yeah. the history and, yeah. I mean, like, I was kind of, like, primed for this because Smallville kind of shit all over Superman. Like, it just uh, took I a see. huge raging diarrhea, like. Yeah colon cleanse all over Superman's history and uh, Gotham is just doing it even worse. It's like <laughs> it's vomiting and then doing a colon cleanse and just blasting out like everything but the corn in your colon. It's literally everything in the Batman universe except for Batman. Yeah. So just an example, this season of Gotham, like this show is so crazy. Like you said, like it reminds me of still reminds me of like a Tim Burton mixed with Batman 66. Sometimes it's goofy. Sometimes it's super violent and dark. And then it goes back to being goofy, like all in the same episode. It makes yeah. no sense. Uh, it's And so real quick, like the only way I could describe this season of Gotham is just listen to a couple of things that have happened in this season. Uh, Oswald becomes mayor of Gotham. Okay. Fish Mooney, not dead, alive. Mm -hmm. Gordon shoots Lee's husband. Yeah. They introduce the Court of Owls. Yes. There's a Bruce Wayne clone. Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange creates this thing. Uh, the the so-called Joker, Jerome Velasca, cuts his fucking, gets his face cut off and staples it back on. Yeah. Uh, Edward Nigma kind of becomes the Riddler. Yeah. Riddler shoots the penguin, just like Penguin shot Fish Mooney last season. But of course he's not dead. Comes yes. back to life. Ivy is completely recasted with an older person. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. what, what the shit is this? It's dumb. <laughs> it's the dumbest show ever. Oh, my God. But, you know, and what's interesting about this season is they kind of broke it up into storylines, kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did this season. They had, like, Mad City and Heroes Rise and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I mean, it was nice structurally, but Jesus Christ, the pace they, of this show. Every she, episode Agents is insane. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and this show did this thing where, they, where they're breaking it up into three or four episode arcs. Yeah, they call them, like, pods. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. called it pods or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they both it works for both shows. Yeah. Uh, because it kind of fragments the things so into into smaller stories, and so not they're not dragging things across, and everything gets resolved a little bit easier, a little bit easier to digest. But at the same time, I feel like this Mad Hatter thing has been going on way too long. Yeah, there's things that should they should just close the door on some of these things and not drag them out. And not only that, but doing this repetitive stuff like Fish Mooney gets killed. Then the penguin gets killed, and then it's just really retarded that, like, there's no progression. Like, let's move on to, let's move past. It's like we're, we're kind of, the same characters are always around. Like, I don't want to think about the, it's cool to see the Riddler kind of progress, but it's always focused 
so much on these characters. I, I want to pull away from them a little bit and go, go into something else for a while. But what else is there? Because the whole premise of the show is flawed. You don't have the villains before you have the Batman. Yeah. This, this is an alternate version. This is, uh, it's an ultimate Batman. It's just, it's their own thing. And, uh, it's really, it's, it's just a guilty pleasure for me at this point. I'm sure the same for you, Ruggs. Well, at this point in time, I, this is the reason why I watch it. And this is the dumbest reason to watch a show is, especially if you're a nerd is that this is the only show that you could have on with other people on while like that are not comic book yeah. geeks and yeah. they can get into it and watch it because there's not like even though there's people running around in costume and stuff every once in a while yeah it's still dark enough and it's still like uh, you know performed well and it's got a high budget and a production value to it that it doesn't come off as cheesy right off the bat no, and they know how to push people's buttons and keep you hooked and do their cliffhangers. And I agree. I think, uh, you know, like Carrie Sims said when she was on, like, the mask turned her off on Arrow. And a lot of people, I think, are get turned off when everyone is in costume. But that's the shit I want to see, you know. Uh, if it's done well. If it's done well. So there, it, there was a few highlights. What Do you have any highlights from Gotham Season 3? Hmm. I'll start. Oh, I yeah, actually thought the Jerome episode uh, was very interesting because when they do the the Hall of Mirrors and Bruce like beats him down, like that's the most Batman thing I've seen on the show. It was it was Batman versus the Joker, and 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 he physically beat him down. Uh, I I was like, wow, that's the closest uh, this thing has ever gotten to like a Batman thing. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I can't remember how far back that the season went because it's fragmented. Was Pee Wee Herman in this season or the season before? He was in the last season, but he came back when Enigma yeah. was fucking with uh, Penguin. Remember, he hired yeah. a guy and like it was like a ghostly image. Yeah, there was a couple of cool things with, with Enigma going on. He was actually a decent villain this year. But now that he killed the Penguin and he came back... Eh. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of gang war, and then this whole court of owls thing. Uh, I like I like the relationship between Penguin, Penguin, and uh, Enigma. Like those two guys playing these characters, they're very entertaining. There's like a love triangle. Yeah, like he was in and uh, Ed was in love with. Uh, oh no, Penguin was in love with Ed to the point where he brings like there's another girl that looks like his blonde girlfriend, the librarian, and then yeah. he kills her and. Uh, it's just very confusing. Like, it's really weird, the shit that they do on that show. Here's another weird thing. When clone Bruce pushes Selina out the window, and then they do the fucking uh, Batman Returns thing, like, with Michelle Pfeiffer with the cats. Yeah. And then Ivy brings her back, and apparently, is she going to have powers now? Like, there's so many things I don't understand. Is she going to have powers? Apparently, next, in the two-hour season finale, we may see her with a whip and a costume and some other shit. Uh, Jessica Lucas continues to be hot as shit as fucking Tigress. Yes. So, and then what about Barnes turning into the executioner with this whole Jervis that touch? I didn't like. I did not like that at all. <laughs> I thought so, that was so uh, a bridge too far. Yeah. I like it to have Fish Mooney back. She's she's great. She's over the top. It fits the show. Uh, everything is over the top. So, like you said, they're still doing this thing with the 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 Mad Hatter virus, and and in the last episode, like this fucking bomb goes off, and who is who is Bruce training with? Who is that old white guy? I don't know. 
I thought it was going to be Ra's al Ghul, but no, as he, he's he dying, tells him, he tells yes. him to go go get Ra's al Ghul. He as he's dying, he goes find the demon's head, fulfill your destiny. I was like, oh snap! But but what, but, what do they what do they call the old guy? They just called him the Sensei. They kept on calling the him Sensei. Him. They thought he was the leader, but he's like, look, I don't really work for the Court of Owls. It's very confusing. He keeps putting a pin to Bruce's head to get him to go into this into his mind and release uh the 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 pain from and i don't understand what's up with bruce why is he like gotham must fall did he brainwash him i don't i don't know what the yeah i think he did something to his give him a little bit of a a brainwashing or psychic suggestion or something and then like lee injects herself with the disease and then buries gordon and gives him the virus and then he injects himself with the like what the shit is yeah, and, then this? The bo- and the bomb goes off and everybody's gets uh that red gas and gets <laughs> why the- are you putting people through this what the fuck is yeah, going on it's like out of control like they really are just they don't give a fuck how about you know what i enjoyed remember the penguin uh riddler set that Totally 1966 Adam West Batman convoluted trap to kill Penguin on the car with the ice and the chains when he could have just... It was so silly. No, I mean, it was funny because they're like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, you could just shoot him. Yeah, you're going to do this convoluted shit. What the fuck is this? Some of the most terrible... There's a couple of shows that are just so terrible that like I I fought myself to turn it off while I was watching it. I'm like, I can't why am I watching this? And, and this is one of the shows. That was one of the ones that I, I wanted to do it with. And the other one was um, Legend of Tomorrow. When we get to it, I'll talk to yeah. you about that one. I will say this show may be possibly better than Iron Fist, though, a little bit. I don't know. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> in pure entertainment value. Yes. And, and, and then the fact that you can watch this with anyone and they can just yeah. kind of get some kind of entertainment value out of it. Because, look. You need things to have a great show. You need like serious acting. Yeah. You need production value, like money invested into the show. Yeah. You need hot chicks. Yeah. And uh, you need blood and violence and stuff. This show has all of that. Yeah, and, it and, has everything. And a lot of people really think this is like they love this show, but it is a lot of people who who aren't into like the super hardcore comic book nerd shows. It's very interesting. Yeah. Eh, but you know what? You can do a lot better than Gotham. I, I just wish they never went into the Joker. I just wish that they left that untouched. I think they shouldn't have uh, had a uh, Bruce kind of start training with some weird people. Like, I don't know. They should just get rid of Bruce Wayne. He should they just really go should. off and not be part of the main storyline. He should just be gone. I mean, so and then they find out bring that Falcon the- back, damn it. Falco, oh yeah, he was in there briefly during the wedding. But they, like, Bruce finds out that the Court of Owls was really the one responsible for killing his parents, and then, and then the Talons, and he just stands there and they kill. So all the Court of Owls is now dead. Uh, yeah, that that's not good for Bruce's character to see. Well, yeah, why would he that. just stand there? And then he presses the button, and the fuck, I, what's going on? Like, what, this would inherently change Bruce Wayne. Nah, someone should. I mean, that writer's room needs to be like completely cleansed. I mean, they're just, they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to go. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to this two hour season finale because how much well, you more crazy watch just to see yeah. what happens. But I mean, absolutely. But that's the thing. Like, do they like they do they care? They're just like, listen, this is our show. No, they don't. We care. don't give a fuck. We're just right. do whatever we want. We're not going to be shackled by the comics. But I'm like, but then why do it? Then why do a Batman? Why do stuff with bat- things that already exist? If you're not going to like you could have done this show with an adult Batman. 
Like how awesome would how awesome would that would have been? You could have just done a new show with all new characters. Make a crazy city and fucking, yeah, you know, yeah. why really, do you need to do it on Batman? They, they're just, uh, they're really vomiting just Batman shit on this show for no reason. Yeah. It's hilariously bad. Uh, all right, let's move on. So two hour season finale next week. We'll give you our brief thoughts whenever that comes out, but I'm sure it's not going to change much. Supergirl. Okay. Second season of Supergirl. Well, she says Supergirl. I'm Supergirl. She really leans on that S in the beginning. <laughs> Look, we got to meet uh, Monel from Daxum. Yeah. And a little bit of a romance. I like the Monel. I like kind of what they were doing there. Yeah. I like seeing Linda Carter as the president again. And, sure. And the reveal that she was actually an alien. That I didn't like, but go ahead. And we got Superman. Geek Mode. And yeah. possibly one of the best live action Supermans we've seen on TV in recent times. He's pretty decent. He's not the Tyler Hawklin, uh best live action soups possibly. Uh, but this show uh, reminds me of the the joy and enthusiasm the Flash had early on, and I think it it, it improved the second season. Right, and the finale uh, was kind of nuts uh, with. Uh, Monel's parents and her mom. Oh, how about Terry Hatcher? That's a nice little callback. Yeah, uh, from Lois Lane to playing. Uh, she did a good job playing a villain. Yeah. Uh, and then I even like you know James becomes the guardian. Callista Flockhart's back. She had a great line where he saves her and she's in guardian costume and she's like, "Thanks, James." He goes, "I'm not James." She's I like, "I can see your, I can see your eyes, James." Which I thought was pretty funny. And then she she knew. We find out that she knew that uh, Kara was Supergirl at the very end. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If she could tell that he's then right. in the in the mask, the Guardian, then she's, she's got to know about Supergirl. We got the Luthor's family. Mama Luthor and Sister Luthor. Right. I, I like that. A lot of Martian Manhunter. We had that speakeasy. Uh, the the underground alien speakeasy bar. I fucking hate that thing with a passion. But that's Win, why. Win was dating an alien and, and uh, got it on with the alien. That that was uh that was interesting. Yeah. But uh, so the finale, they have to set off this bomb that fills the atmosphere with lead, which is like the Daxamite's version of kryptonite. Yeah. And she has to make this hard decision, like, because Monel will also be affected, and he is, and they put him in the ship, and he gets sucked into the Phantom Zone, I guess. I don't really know. And then the crazy twist that we go back to when Krypton exploded. So not only did they set off a, a, a pod with Superman, then another pod gets off with a teenage Kara Zor-El. I guess there's another pod that left that nobody knew about with somebody. We don't know who it is. What What did you make of that? I don't know. I can't, I got a doomsday vibe or doomsday esque vibe from there. Ah, interesting. So interesting. I and mean, then I'll, what yeah. about Power Girl? Oh wait, what's the deal with Power Girl? Could that be Power Girl in the pod? There's two Supergirls, and one Supergirl, one's Power Girl. Ooh, yeah, they were like a weird, shady looking uh, characters that that uh, set this pod. I don't up. think they're gonna do Power Girl, but I mean. They could, because Power Girl's kind of like the other Supergirl. What's her deal? I know a lot of people love the Power Girl, and they call. I I was never I really mean, into it, the Power. Her, Girl. It's DC, so the the whole entire history of Power Girl is kind of it's been fucking, changed. It's shady as fuck and confusing as fuck. I mean, you could Google it. 
and you're going to be confused. Just read two two sentences. <laughs> Fuck that. Was she supposed to be? Is Power Girl a crypt, uh, Krypton? A Kryptonite? A Kryptonian? What's the word? Yeah. She is. I, hold God, on it's, con- it's confusing. I, I'm going to Google it right now. Uh, and so we also got Alex coming out uh, and being gay and, and, and starting a relationship with Maggie, which she, I thought some of those things were very heartfelt. But they're going to end that relationship super fast. She's not a series regular. The girl who plays Maggie next season. Uh, yeah, she's, she's not, not coming back. She's not she, coming back. Power Girl, also known as Kara Zor-El. What? And Karen Starr <laughs> is the cousin of DC's uh, flagship hero, Superman, for, but from an alternative universe in the fictional multiverse. Oh, so it's fuck. an alternate version of Kara Zor-El. Damn, I can't say it. <laughs> so, so that that little clip they showed us could have been like an alternate universe. It could have been, but I don't think it is. I wonder who that is. It could be anything. I mean, again, the the show's got a lot of heart, and and uh, it is what it is. I enjoy I enjoyed it for well, what it, for what it's, it's worth. gotten better. Yeah. Okay, and I think that Calista Flockhart being back is not going to do it any favors. I think I liked it better without Calista Flockhart. Well, I like that she wasn't in it a lot. Like, she just kind of showed up towards like, the end of the great, run. Like, she's great, but yeah. she automatically changes the tone of the show. You yeah, I can I mean? see that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I liked it when uh, when Snapper Carr was in charge. Like, that, that, that kind of worked. You want to know what's great about Snapper Carr? Yeah. He's never in the fucking show. He's in right. it for like two seconds. He's a dick, and then and they can move on. And then he's but, out. He's just barking have, orders. Yeah. But when you have Calista Flockhart, she's such a big name that you got to yeah. give her a lot of screen time. Oh, yeah. And that that eats up the show. It's the Cat Grant show. Whenever she's yes. on, so it's we, all we, we gotta we we can't have her in small doses. I don't know if she's gonna want to just do the small doses, but they got to keep her out of the show because she takes away from the main character too much. How about the fact that when, when uh, the Clark came back at the end, he was like mind controlled and uh, Kyra beat, beat him down pretty good. She beat the shit out of him. I was like, is this, they're making her stronger than him. No, I, I mean, look, I think that just like anybody, you get your ass kicked by uh, what kind of day you're having, you know, that's true. You have One an off day. day. It's not yeah. your day. That wasn't his yeah. day that day. Yeah, I also liked at the end where uh, McGann shows up and a bunch of white Martians show up to help. And uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Supergirl. <laughs> it's fun. It's still they, fun. They, they never really see. That's the thing with Supergirl. You're always going to feel a short change because the amount of things she could do with her powers are never even even touched on, and they keep on depowering her like when it's convenient yeah. for them to like yeah. she, all of a sudden she can do anything but all of a sudden in this scene she can't do that yeah that's a good point and it's it's very off it's it, they never really kind of nail it like her powers are always all over the place so it's it's confusing to watch and it's frustrating sometimes when you're like but she's supergirl she could just yeah. do this so it's kind of weird if you're gonna do a superhero with this kind of power, you gotta embrace it. You gotta yeah. get creative. You gotta come up with challenges that are good. Yeah, it's still a little convenient, uh, but uh, you know, lots of nods to the DC universe, and she did get a chance to cross over to the CW verse in that fucking invasion crossover, and then uh, the horrible Flash musical episode. We'll get to that. <laughs> but this invasion thing was like uh, also kind of a bust with her. Clearly, they didn't. She wasn't meant to be a big part in the in the Supergirl episode. 
and that gets a little muddy too later, but she's still, I mean, I think it's good for, I think girl, it's good for girls to look up to and, and, and Melissa Benoist plays her really well and very earnest and, uh, you kind of root for her, you know, you watch the season and you're rooting for Cara. They created it into a more manageable show. They moved the show, you know, to Vancouver or wherever the fuck they shoot yes, it up in yes, Canada. Yes. They Where c- they shoot all the other shows. Yeah. Yes. And it seems more manageable. They got rid of Calista Flockhart because she's probably drawing a pretty big paycheck. And, she doesn't uh, want to move to Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> so they're making the show more manageable. It didn't really seem like it, it did drop a little bit in quality, but it wasn't like a noticeable amount. As yeah. far as like production value. No, I mean, it's it's on par with the, the CW shows. Yeah, it was a good the ending. It was a good ending for the season. Uh, blah. Okay, well, let's move on to another show that we like to call Doctor Who Cares. That's yeah. the second season of Legends of Tomorrow. Now, you said that you liked this season, and I was like, what the fuck are you watching? But- I like this season better than the first season. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked them getting rid of Rip. I know some people like the no, Rip I Hunter. I think that's a great idea. I think having Katie Lotz as the leader of the team is a great idea. I, I mean, I thought the, the chemistry was great with the yeah. cast. I like them fucking things up and trying to figure out what to do. I like the bad guys. I like that they brought this Legion of Doom with Damian Dark and Malcolm Merlin and, and Reverse Flash. I thought that yeah, was that was kind of just, fun. They just mishandled, as I said, you have powers that are like crazy and then you mishandle them. Yeah. Like in one instance, you know, the Reverse Flash could do all this shit and then all of a sudden he doesn't do it. Well, yeah, there, I mean, like the black and then the black flash is chasing him. So he can't like stay in one place, which is kind of like, convenient. Basically, for, for... no one should be able to hold on to the spear of destiny without the fucking reverse flash grabbing it. That's there, I mean, yeah. there's times where he's just standing there looking at them, handling the spear. <laughs> and I'm like, they you should just, just, grab, just it. grab it. Grab it. It's right there. You're the fucking flash. <laughs> it reminds me of that Simpsons episode when uh, uh, Krusty bet. Uh, against the Harlem Globetrotters with the mob, and he's watching the game, and the guy's spinning the ball, and nobody's grabbing it, and Krusty's like, he's just spinning the ball! Just grab it from him! Yeah. It's exactly like that. Now, the Spirit Destiny bit, where they rewrote history, uh, I mean, I thought that was that, that, that was kind of fun, and then to do what they said they should never do. Like, again, this show, kind of like the last show, it's all willy-nilly. The only good thing about that whole thing was the seeing yeah. the two girls in the leather, that's it. <laughs> fight each other well, doom no. world it was called doom, yeah, doom world. world yeah well basically uh you know white canary and uh the vixen were uh in like black leathers you know spandex oh that's right they were uh i was like they, oh, i look pretty good yeah i like these costumes they remind me of black canary you know i liked it but um i don't know i like the mom's basement shit that was pretty funny and the sandwiches and uh i don't know i really didn't like this whole thing this season that much. I really didn't. I thought um the general setup of having the three villains was cool and having like it, it's more interesting than than the than the last season with what's yeah. his name what was the name uh, of the guy Vandal Savage. Vandal, I hated it. It was too yes. much. The Vandal people. Savage was a grinning idiot. I didn't like him at all. So uh these bad guys were actually a little bit more threatening and we know them a little bit more and they're yeah, kind of like, like yeah. They're like fan favorites at this point. 
So you can't really lose with that, but I think that they've they've really I don't know. This show to me, I can't get into it. I mean, I, I still, like I, still I still, I mean, I really enjoy the Katie Lots as as the White Canary. I think she She's really the holds, saving grace of that. Yeah, yes, yes, she really holds this whole thing together. Uh, and it, it's just it's mindless. It's mindless fun. It was better than the first season, but the the thing that makes it fun is that unlike most of the other teams, they're actually fun. When they interact with each yeah, other, the, yeah, the chemistry is great. It's a good and, chemistry, uh, but yeah. as far as what the characters can do with their powers and how they use them, and what what they don't do with the powers and kind of things that they, they leave out, it's weird. It's weird, weird to watch if you watch. So it had Dominic Purcell and and Wentworth Miller playing over the top characters, but I love I love Heatwave and I love this Leonard Snart. But then if you watch Prison Break and then you watch them act in that, like it's very subdued. It's so interesting. They're like almost normal in Prison Break, and you're like, wow, they're really fucking hamming it up for the show. Oh, yeah, that, definitely. And uh, but I I I don't know. I kind of I, I appreciate that. Mick Rory his he has some great lines. I usually give him pretty good lines, but he's inconsistent because he was that fucking he he was the he was the bad guy in in the mask and the the oh, time yeah, lords that's right or that's right yeah they, they made him smart him. and yeah. everything they made him like a really formidable person and all of a sudden he's back to being an idiot again he's <laughs> he's dumb again uh that's a good point but so that that season finale like she rewrites everything back sarah and it had that one scene with her and laurel that that was kind of nice uh where she realizes this is the spirit destiny and and you you got a scene with them together right um and then what happens uh, so vixen leaves but apparently she's gonna be on the team next season for a, for a little bit at least at least did she die she didn't die i can't remember it was no, so long vixen ago decides to stay she's staying yeah she's she she's about to leave Go back to 1941 or whatever. And then Nick Zano's like, I want to come with you. She's like, well, don't come with me because I'm going to stay here. Oh, that's right. How about they were like banging in the middle of like uh, war and uh, missions? Oh, yeah. And uh, that was <laughs> that was crazy. In the season finale, he, he, he's, she, he sees her and she's in their black leather. And he's like, we had sex and you liked it. <laughs> Don't you remember me? Yes, in the Doom World. Oh, and then and then the very end of the season finale, they get, they there's again that something happens and they get pulled out of the time stream and they land in LA 2017 and there's fucking dinosaurs running around. Oh yeah, and she's like, guys, we broke time. I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be ridiculous like again. The worst people to be in charge of time. <laughs> yes, all, but I think I think and then Rip like lets her be. The captain. Yeah, he bounces because he realizes that nobody likes his character. I mean, the stuff with like uh, where they did the the George Lucas and Star Wars and Star Trek or whatever wasn't almost going to be made. That was that was kind that was kind of fun stuff playing with that kind of stuff. Hey, they swung out a couple of pitches. Yeah, I know? I just I think uh uh it's just it's Doctor Who cares still, but fun uh just background mindless like you don't really have to worry about time rules. Because Stein has a daughter, and and did they even they told her right that she was an aberration? Yeah, and uh, that's that. So those three, of course, these are probably not not the most dedicated. We were we're going to talk about the three that we love. I actually enjoy Supergirl better than 
Gotham and Legends of Tomorrow. All right, hold on. We're going to rank these at the end of the show, and I'm going to okay. I'm going I'm to get your numbers. But for right now, listener, we're going to take a quick break, play some promos, and we will continue. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff, and I'm Blake from the History of Bad Ideas, and we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called the History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, where we'll discuss things like television, or movies, or music, or games, or any other thing that falls into our geek-related uh, podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. Or Radio Hyphen Blitz, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Do you like sci fi, AI, and technology? Do you enjoy going on tangents and down random rabbit holes of a subject? Then join me and my friends each week on Brokebot Mountain as some artificially intelligent people attempt to walk through a maze that explores themes of existence and free thought in sci-fi TV, movies, and books. The conversations are unique and bring an unusual perspective to the genre and can literally go anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. You can find us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com or look for Brokebot Mountain on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hi there, this is Brett Stewart from Geek Cinema Society. Are you a film lover? Do you consider yourself a connoisseur of the silver screen? Well, Geek Cinema Society is a weekly roundtable program where each episode we touch on a film considered pivotal to geek culture. From Blade Runner to The Goonies to Mad Max, we dig into it all. Plus, our guest each week hasn't seen that week's film until the episode. Join me and my co-hosts, Nicole Davis and David Luzader, on a spectacularly fun journey that hits your podcast feed every Sunday. Available on Blazing Caribou Studios. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Rugs, we got another new patron this week. Jock oh, and Nerd. Yahoo. Whoa. Shout out to Joe from work. You heard him on our Rogue One uh, review. He's a new member of the Jock and Nerd fan club on Patreon, which, listener, if you've been enjoying the show, you want more show, you should definitely consider joining How many us. patrons do we got so far? We got, like, like 12? I think that makes it at 11. Wow. We shouted out everyone last episode because we had two, So, but we've gotten three in, like, the last week and a half, wow. two weeks. We, we so. got to keep this up. I mean, we got, like, so many listeners, and I'm like, this paltry amount... 11 patrons. Listen. 11. I mean, I'm <laughs> thankful for the 11, but I mean, come on. There's so many people downloading our shit. Those are 11 of my favorite listeners. But yes. if you just go to jockinner.com slash Patreon, uh, help us support the show. Donate financially a dollar a month. It comes to like a quarter an episode. You help us keep the show going. And there is an RSS link that you could put in your podcast app and you will instantly get access to an exclusive podcast feed that's got like 10 hours of bonus content uh post shows whole episodes and uh, it's growing and it's growing every week stories of anthony's conquests in vegas and uh you'll learn what a guava doce is and all the geekery that happens outside of the recorded show it's a lot of fun let's grow this just join the fan club jockinner.com slash patreon 
Do it. Uh, do it now. All right. I'm going to hit another spoiler because I love your spoiler alerts. Prepare to be spoiled. All right. We are going to talk about this season of The Flash. Season three uh, gave us a lot of crazy, wacky things. And, well, Rugs, I don't know if this show got any better after season two. No, I think that this is it, it's starting to stall a little bit. Just, uh, like, ca- Ar- just like Arrow did. Yes. In yes. Third season. Yes. If we're kind of getting more of the same, we've got a. So we mentioned this. They did the invasion crossover. We got to see Gorilla City. Uh, okay. Whatever. Some of the good stuff. We got to meet a, a goofy H.R. Wells who, who wasn't a scientist. I love that Wells. I thought Tom Cavanaugh, man. Like you forget that this is the same guy who played like this serious straight Wells from the first two seasons. Yeah. We get, and then we get another speedster, big bad in Savitar, which was another predictable reveal. Yeah. I think we all knew coming that, it, you know, it turned out to be future Barry, a time remnant Barry Allen, who's way emo. But like this whole season, he's just he's such a dick. <laughs> he's just like making stupid choices. It's so angsty. The whole thing is a race to stop what he saw, which is Savitar kill Iris. Uh, but you kind of knew that that was always going to happen. I didn't get it. I didn't get the the whole way that it played out. Like when you get to the end, Savitar finally kills Iris, but it's not Iris. It's it's HG uh, Wells or whatever. It's HR with H- the transmogrifier. Yes, but like, doesn't he know that he killed the wrong guy? Doesn't he know that now because he knows what Barry knows? Well. At the time, that was the thing. They didn't tell Barry they were doing the switcheroo. They telegraphed this, though, the episode before because they did the whole, oh, remember this transmogrifier thing? And you're like, oh, that's going to be fucking HR. And they let you off the hook pretty quickly at the beginning of the episode where the drumsticks fall out of her pocket. But the the whole trick was Barry cannot know this. And so they they show you the flashback where he goes and he, he saves her and he switches her out and gets caught. Yeah, but he so, can go back and forth in time. Can't can't Savitar just go back and, and change things? I mean, he, he once can, he found out, he, he probably kill her. she's still alive. He can still go kill her. That yeah, that's true. I was like, well, just kill her now, and yeah. then the same thing will happen. And he instead he has to like uh, uh, run from the time paradox, which that doesn't make sense. If that wasn't her, he instantly should have been, like, erased Yes, from the time stream. But instead, they're like, oh, it's going to take a couple of hours. Why? Why is it going to take a couple of hours? Explain that. It makes no sense. But he can still kill her. <laughs> he could just go run and find her and kill her. Yeah, I don't get it. It was, just, I mean, I was just like, wait, he's still alive. He can still kill her. Does that mean, why does that make sense? I don't know. I, I, well, so the other things bug me in this episode, like the kill killer frost thing, like they found a way to subdue that with the necklace, but then she got hurt and she was dying. And, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Julian pulls the necklace off where then she turns into killer frost and she gets healed. And then I'm like, okay, she's fixed. Put the fucking necklace back on her. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's how you stop. But then they got a whole play out this thing where, oh, I'm bad, but I'm Caitlyn, but I'm Killer Frost. But and at the end, she's like, look, I'm not Caitlyn, but I'm not Killer Frost. That's I don't like, know who I am. That's textbook. Write the show. Yeah. Move the plot. Figure it out later. Yeah. Make sense later. And that's that's annoying to me because 
If you're watching the the show, you're going to watch it to that level and uh, analyze it and yes. know that that's a bunch of bullshit. Yes. And it's I mean, annoying. I mean, they even the headline return. So that's confusing, too. Like, her byline changed because she died. But then it changed back, but the Flash still disappears. And then when he goes to visit himself in the future to, like, figure out what the fuck's going on, that was very confusing. Yeah. I'm done with this time shit. I really I, am done with it. It's fucking... <sighs> I mean, they had nobody else to make a bad guy except for bury him fucking self. The, the reason why the Terminator worked is because it was one time flaw. It like, was yes. one. It was one little time trip. But they and fucked that, was that up with Genesis. Yeah, and then they started. <laughs> when you start yeah. doing multiple time jumps and then in different timelines, you fuck it up. You ruin the elegance of the story. And this is what they do with Flash. Now they're doing this time stuff. I mean, is this what the comics are like? I don't read Flash comics. Are they constantly going in and out of time, fucking with things all the time? I, I don't know. There's a lot of speedsters. I mean, so, look, the whole season started with them kind of blowing their opportunity with Flashpoint. It's like, a, we're like, it's a one episode thing. It's going to be rewritten. Like, they could have fleshed that out. But then the, the whole season, he's like, this is my fault. I caused Flashpoint. Oh, I'm so bad. I've got to fix this. I'm like, this is this is getting to be... Yeah, he clearly didn't learn from his mistakes because he's no. running back through time. Yeah, he keeps going back and changing time. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, look, uh, to be on the positive side, yeah. this has got some good acting. One of the some of the best acting in 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 some of these shows. Yeah, it's the. I mean, the heart the heart is still there. The relationships between Joe and and Barry and uh, Cisco is all. Uh, Cisco's pretty great, but even him. In the beginning of the season, he was so mopey and it was just annoying. I was like, I yeah. want the fucking old Cisco back. What is this? Yeah. The Wells thing, though, that really got me because, like, they gave him a love interest and they were really cute together. And he was pretty much useless aside from inspiring people. I thought that that whole love triangle thing was disgusting. I didn't like it at all. With, uh, wait, the triangle with who? No, that whole thing that they did with the scientist. the With the Tracy? Yeah, the blonde. I don't like it. I didn't like it. It was so, so cheesy. She had to build the Speed Force cannon. Lots of, just, yeah, lots of. It didn't uh, work for me. I'm sorry. It didn't work. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it's 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 a shame because the, the first couple of seasons of the show were, that, the, there was a spark there. There was that a joy. That first season of Flash was way better. Yes. That yes. first season is just really good. You know, you had the reverse flash. You didn't know it was who was it, who it was going to be. You had a lot of things going. I had like a little thing with uh, Iris dating a dude, and he, Barry was jealous. And oh, there's like a lot of cool like little things going on that was angsty. And in in this, it's like they're just going to spin their wheels. They're doing the same thing over and over again. The same speed speedster bad guy. Who yeah. is it? Like they did. They just did that. They've done the same thing for three seasons. Yeah. Like first you have, uh, uh, H Wells. Who's really Eobard Thawne is really reverse flash. All right. Then you got Jay Garrick. Who's really Hunter Sullivan. Who's really fucking zoom. Okay. Now you have fucking future Barry. Who's really just future time. Remnant Barry. Who's Savitar. See, you don't have to do this. Like there's shows that, that have this without all of these figuring out who the bad guy is every season. I mean, I, I liked when the initial tease of Savitar and I was like, holy shit, this guy does know everything. And with Julian being the, uh, the alchemist and the whole, 
the stone thing and trapping him in the speed force. So in the finale, they 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 trick Savitar, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I need to become a god." And then the most convoluted explanation of what he's gonna do, he's like, "I want Cisco to uh, fix this space, the time cannon, so that I spread myself throughout all time, so I'm everywhere at once." Like, what the fuck? What does that even mean? He just is scared of that thing that's trying to get him. The Black Flash is getting everybody. Yeah. Uh, but then... and then, <laughs> Okay, wait. There's so many things wrong with this season because the whole season is about saving Iris, right? This season is probably the least amount of character development Iris has gotten any season. Like, she had no agency. Like, they did nothing. Like, what? She was never at work. Does she have a life outside Star Labs? They're always hanging out in Star Labs. Basically, she was just there to be there to be killed. Pretty much. It's sad. They had like she said yes to getting married, then she said no to getting married. And she said yes again. So then yeah. so then Cisco tricks Savitar and makes this machine release Jay Garrick and he shows up cuz he he was in he was the prisoner in the Speed Force that uh, the the Speed Force needs a speedster to keep it balanced. So he comes out and then there's all these fucking time storms and like on a dime, Barry, just from going like, oh, we, I won, we beat him, we can get married. And then he's like, oh, well, I guess I got to go in Iris. See ya. Bye. Sorry. This is the right yeah, thing. Yeah, that do. was very awkwardly done. He turned on a dime in five seconds. I was like, what? What? You just like, you just, you, that's it? You're like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go do this. This is my fault. And uh, you're forgetting the worst part of the Flash season, which was the musical episode, by the oh way. Oh, God. That was, uh, was that, that original song was cringe worthy <laughs> Super to the Friends? 10th degree. Yes, we're super. I don't know how it goes with their singing about Super oh Friends. Oh, my God. I wish I could flush my head in the toilet when I. That was it. the Abra. Was that Abracadabra? Was the bad guy? Was that this? Was that Supergirl? He, I don't uh, remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. That's the other problem. We're getting old. I barely remember. No, this is shift that we watched like a month and a half ago or That's two true. months ago. So I, you have so many things to remember. But yeah, definitely not Flash's best outing. No. Um, they got to change the formula of the show. You can't do the same thing three times. You can't. So, yeah, they said that there's not going to be a speedster villain. They So they name drop this guy. I didn't even catch this. It's coming back. Next season, they name drop this guy who goes by uh, DeVoe, somebody named DeVoe twice. Hmm. DeVoe is a comic book villain who went by the name The Thinker, another great DC fucking name, of course. And they forgot about Bell Biv. Yeah, what about Bell and Biv? They got to go back in time to get Bell Biv and uh, complete the trio. Yes. What about New Edition? Uh, <laughs> so the thinker could be the bad guy. So, but what happened? Like, how much you want to bet by the end of the season four premiere, Barry's like out of the fucking prison already and he's back and it's all been resolved. And like, it would be uh, nice he, to it'll not be have him. Not even, not even the first five minutes of the episode. Be <laughs> It'll be back like they did this season. It would be nice to not have him. And maybe there's another flash. Maybe Wally steps up and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's another speedster that, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, if I read flash and I knew en- enough about flash, I could come up with a great scenario, but it's based. I mean, you got to see the top and mirror master. Like there were some, some fun villains, but wow. It was not the strongest season for no. the flash and uh i'll wait and see what happens when it comes back all right that's about it any other thoughts about the flash 
it they need it needs to do something different next year. They can't keep they need to they need to capture that spark from the first season. Yeah. Like it needs to be this this joyful, the sense of joy again and wonder. Okay, let us move on to Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. Season five. The season where the flashbacks were promised to come full circle. And they did. And I'll tell you, I really like this season of Arrow. I think it was it, better than the, the last couple seasons. The last two. I think it, it it's up there with like the second season. A little bit the third season, but it it, it got darker and it kind of had that that bleakness back in it. Uh, and he's got a new team. I like the team. I like Curtis. I like Wild Dog and uh, the new Black Canary. Uh, and and I'm and her, him and Felicity weren't a thing. Not mostly, but they did they did fuck in the cave uh, in that one yes, flashback. They did. Uh, and uh, you had Felicity dealing with like. Some hackers in the form of Helix. That was kind of interesting. But really, the standout was fucking Prometheus and Adrian Chase. Because it was amazing how Chase was ahead of him the whole time. He had him at every step. And I was like, damn, dude, this guy's got your fucking number. I, I still feel like that the um, the flashbacks really like let the gas out of every single episode. Like They really slow down everything and... And they don't help the story at all. No, they they and had to get through it. They it, they got to stop with these flashbacks. I'm sorry, they got to cut them out. Uh, and, at least we got to see Dolph Lundgren. Uh, yeah, uh, be well, so that's uh, Dolph a Lundgren. huge flaw in this show that they've now married themselves to, and they got to move on from it. Second thing was that um, Prometheus, it was ramping up for a while, and yeah. all, the, and then they had Vigilante. They just never resolved Vigilante. What the he fuck just, happened to Vigilante? He just disappeared. To me, this was the biggest twist because I could have swore that they they were telling me Adrian Chase was Vigilante. Yeah. I would have bet money on that. And then I was like, what? And then what happened to fucking Vigilante? Because they had no way to solve that story. No. So they just hoped they that just, everybody forgot about him. He just dropped. He just disappears. Yeah. Did not make a lot and of sense. And not even in the finale he shows up. No. Not no. Even. No explanation. I have an article about like what happened to uh, Vigilante. I it, the last we saw, he was like tied up against the thing, and he had caught him, but then he disappeared. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, that was very strange, and it really didn't. Yeah, go anywhere. And they literally found the new Black Canary in like five minutes. Yeah, where did? How did she come from? They that just, they just <laughs> like we found a Black Canary, and they're like, okay, let's go get her. Throw her in. Give her the cry. Yeah, well, she, she had the cry. She was a meta. She's an actual meta, right? With yeah, the cry. Yeah, she conveniently had the cry. Which is weird. I mean, I like the kind of Artemis and the betrayal like that. I didn't see that coming. That was pretty good. Let's just talk about the leading up to the end because it, it ramped up pretty good the second half towards the finale. Uh, Flashback-wise, it did promise him, put him back on the island, and I like, like, remember when he fought Slade at the end of season two and they were cutting those flashbacks where he's fighting him on the island and he's fighting him in the present. Like, I thought they did that again really well in this season finale where you see him on the island uh, fighting Dolph Lundgren, the Bratva guy. And then you see him in present time. One of the best things was when Chase got Oliver to admit that he actually enjoyed killing. That I was surprised. And I, I, re I appreciated that, that, that moment because uh, he broke him. 
Yeah. And, and then the whole rest of the season. And so in the finale, you see, he's like, no, while he killed Dolph Lundgren in the flashbacks on the same moment, he did refuse to kill chase, which uh, was not a good idea. Really? The thing is that the thing that kind of bothers me about the show is not the writing so much. Cause the writing is, is it's fine for what they do. It's just that <laughs> they have all these characters and they kill them off and then they keep bringing them back. And then there's too many of them. Like how many guys like just like Flash has too many speeds. There's yeah. there's too many guys who shoot arrows in arrow. There's just too many. Prometheus didn't have to shoot no. arrows. No, he didn't. No, they, 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 they could have not because you got Prometheus. Like if you just go down the list of people, there's like 10 people that shoot arrows. You got Malcolm yeah. Merlin. Yes. Prometheus. Yes. All of the Al Ghouls. Yes. Which There's is like, like three of them. <laughs> Artemis. Artemis was another archer. Speedy. Oh, shit. I forgot about Speedy. Dead Speedy. <laughs> That's right. And Arrow. What are we up to at this point? Uh, I lost count. That's like seven. Yes. That's uh, too many people. That's it, way too many. It's the, yeah, it's just like they do with the like, speedsters. Prometheus did not have to need to shoot arrows. Artemis did not. You should have not even had Artemis. I think that's great to have variety. Yeah. I mean, you have Speedy there that, you know, whatever, her, his sister. And then there's the dead Speedy. There's the other guy that Ar- oh, Arsenal. Roy. Roy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Roy, uh, he was also shooting arrows. Just too many. Just too many. There what? There is too many. But the show is called fucking Arrow. And then why? I forgot. But that, it doesn't make. First of all, it doesn't make Arrow special because now everybody shoots. That's arrows. true. But he 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 wasn't in costume for a large part of the back half of the season because he was like, oh, I quit. Is that what happened? He's like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And then he just put on a mask. And I was like, I, I forgot why he quit. Like three episodes later. Yeah, it was very. <laughs> it was very confusing. This this season was just. The way that the story moved, like, as I said, they were ramping up this new guy, this Prometheus guy, and he had killed by accident a Felicity's boyfriend. Oh, that was great, though. That and was that's completely great. forgotten by the that's, end of the season. That's true. You don't, you don't yeah. even remember that. Oh, that's why he had to retire Arrow, because they were because he was a murderer. Yeah. And uh, they were looking for him. Yeah. But man, Chase, the fact that Chase knew who he was and he's working with him, you know, in, in the mayor's office, like, that was some good tension. And uh, there was the themes of fatherhood were great in this finale. First of all, Manu Bennett, I I wasn't I should have known that was coming. I wasn't expecting him to come back. I was super super excited. I thought he did a great job. Let's have Slade Wilson next season. Bring him back. God damn, he's fucking great. I like good Slade Wilson. Goods, yeah. The Mirakuru is ward off, and he's like, look, I'm not crazy anymore. I'll help you. And I even love the little uh, the little twist where you thought. He turned on him like you had Digger Harkness, Boomerang, who actually turned on him. But Slade was playing the other side. Uh, and then the 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 matchups, you had Nissa and Talia Al Ghul fighting. Yeah. Then you had uh, Oliver and Chase fighting. And then uh, that and then Malcolm Merlin. Is he going to be dead for real this no, time? It he didn't takes, happen on camera. They didn't show it. He takes the mind. It blows up, and it, you you don't see it. You see an explosion. He's this is not Aaron. dead. There's no way he's but, dead. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Barrowman has said that he's done with the Arrowverse for a while, but that doesn't mean that you wait a season and then he fucking just shows up again. Yeah. But man, I was like, holy shit! Did they just blow him up? Probably not. But. I like the I like the resolution that it was back on Lee and you. Okay, so the finale. Let's talk about these decisions. 
Chase forced Oliver to make like that was the thing, man. He was leading him around. He he had the cards the whole time. Yeah. Even to the very end, they find out that the island Lian Yu, there's bombs everywhere. He does it. He puts him on a boat. And he and and finally we see William. Like he has his kid. Where's my son? He kept going, Where's my son? Uh and he's like, Look, you either shoot me, in which case the dead man's trigger is gonna go off and the everybody the, the island explodes, or you let me live and I kill your son and your friends live. And I was like, fuck, dude, <laughs> that's a tough one. As the boat's speeding away, he wounds him. But then I don't understand why he doesn't just knock him out instantly. Once you have William, you have to knock him out. But the symbolism of Chase shooting himself in the head on a boat like his dad did like five years ago uh, to get before he got on the island. I, lo- I kind of like that. Hmm. Like Chase knew everything about him. Yeah. Chase you and then the bombs go off. Are they all dead? No. How the fuck are they going to survive that? I, aren't there tunnels? Like, you, know, you know that they're going to survive. They're, gonna come they're back. not going to kill off anybody. I'm hoping that like that's Remember stroke. they made you think that someone was dead and then who's in the, who's in the grave and but then Laurel is still actually dead though. Yeah, remember they did that the, the last season. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're done with killing people. I don't think they should be killing people. I bet uh, Deathstroke like grabbed them all, and they remember there's all these tunnels and underground prisons and shit on the island. They jumped yeah. into one of those. By the way, there's a writer on the show who goes by the name Speedweed. Best fucking writing name ever. <laughs> I love the Speedweed episodes. Uh, what a what a great name! But it's not I, the worst show. But I mean, it's not the worst show that out of the group. Um, they just got to cut it out with all these these arrow people. There's a lot like, of arrows, but I, I like, you could easily fix both shows by just not having. You should have more arrow people on Flash and more yeah, speedsters yeah. on Arrow. How about you flip it around? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, next season it's moving to Thursday. Okay. Which is, yeah, which is, is that the first a bad time. Thing? No, I don't know. That was where Legends was, and those they're still going to do Flash and Legends on Tuesdays. Wednesday's going to have like Riverdale and like drama, teen drama bullshit will be Wednesday. And then they're moving to Thursday. It's the first time it's been uh, moved. Uh, and uh, Stephen Amell said uh, the, the theme of season five was legacy. And he's like, the theme of season six will be family. So whatever that means. I hope he grows the goatee next season. I think that's he what the should. show's. Why that's not? what the show is missing. Did you see him on that celebrity ninja warrior this yeah, week? Yeah, pretty good. That, yeah, but but they gave him like an easy fucking Ninja Warrior cor- course, yeah. of course, because it's celebrities. But I loved how he's like, I'm doing one more because the Salmon Ladder was not in those because those other celebrities, there's no way they would have been able to fucking no. do the Salmon Ladder. He's like, I'm going to do one more. And he just fucking flies up the Salmon Ladder, which is awesome, and then starts the next one. I was like, dude, take it all the way to the end. You could do this. You're the most jacked one out of all of them. <laughs> that was fun. That was all for charity. But... I, I I thought this was a greatly improved season. It did capture uh, a lot of the like the first second seasons and and made up for the shitty last couple of seasons. It's going in a better direction. If they didn't just fucking wipe their ass with vigilante, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck happened to vigilante? That's so you know, random and had stupid. so many people who like why does Nissa why why does uh, Talia Al Ghul have to have arrows? I just don't know. All the Al Ghouls have to yeah, have Yeah, why do they all, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. 
All right, it'll be back. Like, that's hey, give her a whip or something. Give her something different. Just like, a just, different weapon. I, you know, that's interesting. They, they just they keep uh, all the arrow people they're on oversaturating yeah, everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, how? I'm like, I understand that. Like, all right, he survived on the island by having that dude teach him, and that's the only skill that he knows. So that's why he uses it. But now everybody all of a sudden has to have arrows. It doesn't make sense. Also, the timing when the flashbacks end was kind of weird because. You see him like they're in the same spot in the present in the flashback, but then all of a sudden it cuts to him with like a longer beard and he's more haggard. And that's when he gets rescued. Like, when did that happen? How much yeah. time was between that? But I did appreciate, I liked the, the phone call he made to his mom. It was nice to see his mom again. And he was like, mom, it's me, Oliver. I was like, oh shit. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty heartfelt. Yeah. I mean, that was probably the best thing that we got out of those flashbacks. But the island flashbacks are over. They they said they're going to be, there will be flashbacks, but they won't be island flashbacks. They'll probably have more to the story, which is great. How about no flashbacks? How about just drop the flashback thing? I think they should. They should. You had to do it for five years. I get it. That It's come full circle. Just done. Let's just uh, move on. Give them a goatee. Absolutely. And uh, get them hooked on heroin and maybe do one of those storylines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last show we're going to discuss for the show, season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., arguably, to me, the best season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet. Yeah, Booner. I loved it. We got, uh, it moved back a time slot. It got darker, bloodier, sexier a little bit. We got fucking Ghost Rider. They broke it up. I think they solve this 22 episode problem because I was going to mention, remember that one episode of the flash that was complete filler where they were like, Hey, if we just uh, erase Barry's memories uh, for a little bit, then Savitar won't remember. And then they erase too much and then they have to put it all back and like no progress. They're back yeah. at square one. I was like, this episode was pointless. Yeah. It was so annoying. Yeah. Like, like why did I just watch this? Why? Waste of my time. Yeah. Because they have to to fulfill this 22 episode. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. figured out a way to do it. Like, I think I said before, this was like reading like trade paperbacks. Like you had the first Ghost Rider chunk. Then you ha and then tied in the Darkhold and some of the mystical stuff from Doctor Strange. And then you had the LMD chunk. And then you had the framework chunk. And then to end with Ghost Rider versus Ada, that was pretty fucking awesome. Well... They introduced this new thing, which is the new MacGuffin, which is the Darkhold, which is this book that, uh, any, depending on who reads it, they get different kind of, they tap into different kind of uh, dark power. Yeah, they get different information. Yeah. So that pretty much lines up the whole entire season, and that's always kind of in looming in the background, the Darkhold. They need to get the Darkhold, they need to... Make sure the bad guys don't get the dark hold because if they have this information, they can do fucked up shit with it. Ghost Riders connected to the dark hold. Yeah. So it started the the season with a great MacGuffin that wasn't like a who is this guy? Who is the speedster? Yeah. No, it was all right. Where's the dark hold? Who's got it? What are people doing with it? And who's going to end up with the dark hold? And how are we going to figure out like you know? If people have gotten the dark hold, what has that done? What has that changed? So it's a good MacGuffin to have. That's not like the typical thing that we've seen. No, in it's not forced either. It, it's uh, it, it, it made sense. Yeah. And I mean, it ties into 
I like how it kind of tied into Doctor Strange. It was one yeah. of the books that it was in the, should have been in that empty slot at uh, at uh, the sanctum that Wong watches over. Yeah. Uh, I and then dude, the finale, the finale was crazy. Ada, I thought was a very good bad guy, and her she wanting- was tragic. She wasn't yes. all evil. She no. was yes. She was this tragic hero. She was a tragic villain that could have been in here. Yes, could've been a that could have been a hero. She was flawed. She was. It was Pinocchio. She just wanted to be a real, just like you, Rugs. She wanted to be a real boy. Yeah, I sympathize. <laughs> you can sympathize. But and, it was hot, though. Dude, the hottest LMD I've ever seen. Holy crap. Yeah. And she becomes a, a real person uh, towards the end of the season. And she's still conflicted. And now she's feeling things like jealousy and rejection from Fitz. And she loses her shit. That's pretty good. I love that. There were such great moments, though, like... There were some great moments, like not only with her being an LMD, but at a certain point, other people were were LMDs. They were cloned, and and, and they were uh, like robots. And some knew that they were robots, and some didn't know that yeah, they were robots. There, there was a, remember when she drops a car engine on top of Fitz? I, I, <laughs> oh shit, that was great. Was that Fitz that she yeah, did it to? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, LMD that was amazing. Fitz. Yeah, that was a great, great one. I mean, I and I loved when they got out of the framework how Fitz was so shaken up still. Because it's, like, even Mac, like, I felt for him. He's like, uh, okay, maybe if this isn't real, but I have my daughter, I'm I'm going to stay here. I'd rather have this. And he has no idea who Yo-Yo is, and she has to go in and get him while the world is being deleted around them. Oh, that was that was really sad. And then... And then his his daughter just disappears from his hands, and Radcliffe just disappears. Like, a lot of great... Well, that's the thing. See, I had a huge problem with this framework thing. Yes. I didn't really buy it. How like, can I this happen? Yeah, I thought it was a little bit... I mean, for even for a superhero thing to be, it's too far-fetched <laughs> that this computer is... Because, as I said, I mentioned that the Matrix had all the human beings plugged into it. So all these human beings were living their lives... And interacting with each other, but they don't realize that they're plugged into a matrix. This was like, there was four or five people plugged into this universe of ev- and everything that happens in this universe is completely made up. So I'm like, what computer is able to figure out what everybody's thinking yeah, all the it's time? Like, it's like predictive text on your iPhone. It just, it's one like, thing to create a world it. and have people live in it, but to have constantly create, be creating thoughts of every character that you interact with. I'm like, that's, that's, that's a little bridge too far. That's crazy. And it was based on the idea that uh, May didn't kill that girl in the cavalry and the girl right. went on to kill everyone. And then that caused, it was a little, a little convoluted. I guess it was a little contrived that caused it was like a huge chain reaction of all these yeah. things, like a butterfly effect. Like yeah. no robot could extrapolate all that information ever. I just thought it kind of wrote itself, but I could see, I could see where you're coming from. I, I honestly, I let that go. I was like, oh my God, he's so right. Like this no, doesn't what make I'm sense. Saying, yeah. But what I'm saying is that even in the face of that, it still worked. Yes. Yes. Like once I was able to let that go and be like, all right, fuck it. This doesn't make sense. But let me, what are they, what are they doing with this story? What are they trying to tell? What exactly is the point of these characters going through this what what are we going to get at the end of the and at the end of the day you have ada coming to terms with her humanity yep fitz coming to terms with what his life would have been like had his father been in it yeah and uh you know all of these little things that are character moments and colson like being a teacher 
yeah. was funny get, teaching hydro propaganda and like knowing something was wrong. So I enjoyed like Daisy and Simmons trying to snap everyone out of, you know, while they're in the framework. But again, a lot of things didn't make sense. They're like, instead of getting us out of here, we got to do this thing in the framework to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the Russian guy who there's tons of those dudes. That dude is in every show. It you really realize? is. Well, dude, there's go, like five look, of them in this show. They're all LMDs. Look this dude up. He's in every show. He's, he's like in every fucking show. Is he the, Ali show. Young, the Russian version of Ali Young? He's, he's like the new Ali Young. He's like the <laughs> Ali Young of. He's in every fucking show. He's in like. He's been in like Shameless. He's been in fucking Black Sales. He's in. Guy gets around. He's been in every fucking show that's on TV right now. That's uh, He's got a good agent. I don't know. Yeah. What, what can you say? Uh, but I, ju- I loved Ghost Rider coming back at the end, coming full circle, finding out that he, he can actually affect uh, the Darkhold LMDs and, like, burn them. Right. Destroy them. That was awesome. Well, the guy that he cast as as, as Ghost Rider, Jamie Reyes. He's, Robbie he's Reyes. Dead. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie Reyes. Reyes was great from the beginning, man. They, he had chemistry with uh, uh, Sky, Daisy, like, right away. Uh, and you just buy it. So I love the moment where Colson, the writer, goes into Colson, and they've made a deal, and we don't know what this deal is. There is a vague tease going. You didn't think that was just it, did you? Like they, he owes the writer something, right? And I don't know what it is. But then they leave you with a with a cliffhanger at the end. That was also crazy. So everything gets back to normal and you're like, yay, they've all, they're back in the real life. The framework's done. And then these government agents come in and they freeze and they freeze them. They press a button and then fucking Colson wakes up on like a space barge in an asteroid belt. And he's like, time to go to work. Yeah. So they, it's a big tease for next year. We, are we going to get sword? I mean, what's amazing is they didn't really know that they were going to get picked up. I don't think till the very end. Yeah. People are saying that sword, which is another kind of uh, uh, like a space version of S.H.I.E.L.D., sort of, or yes. like a global universal version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but what if they had been canceled? I'm wondering how they would have ended this. And clearly, they had time to put in this 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 tease, this cliffhanger, as they got picked up for a season five, uh, which we know it's going to come back, but it's coming back mid-season on Fridays. Right. In the nine nine central ten eastern slot, which is death. Like they could have totally closed it out this season. They, they could have closed it out. It. They could have closed it out. That's uh so I thought that that I, I that fucking stinger at the end was that was crazy. I don't know I don't know what's going on there. So the the thing I like about Shield is that you don't have everybody with the same fucking powers on all the time. Yep, yep. And the bad guy doesn't have the same exact powers as the good guy. Yep. <laughs> so you have that. I mean, it's very character motivated, which and, is good. Um, yeah, it it just makes more sense. There's not, I mean, there's moments that are frustrating on this show, but not as much. There's not as, I mean, there's just totally frustrating moments where Daisy can use her powers and kill a guy and right. she doesn't, or, you know, you know, that, you know, doesn't, they don't have as much. Uh, leeway with the powers too. Like, Sky's got powers, and that's basically it. Yeah. Everybody else is yeah. kind of normal. Yo Yo has powers, but they're, they're I mean, it's, that's like the limit on her powers is great. Yeah. 
because she can't be she can't be overpowered. Yeah. So they don't have any speeds. She's a speedster, but she can't just do what all the other speedsters do. She can't go back in time and shit like that. I mean, they really rewarded fans of the show for sticking through fucking the last season. Like the, for them to like fee- be desperate. If this is what it took to give us the best season yet, like just pretend the show is going to get canceled every episode then. And, and, you know, keep going like Fitz and Simmons together are great. Colson and May's relationship is great. Uh, you know, Daisy and the little thing she had with Robbie was was great. The, so you you re- they really enrich these characters and uh, you feel bad for Fitz. Like he just can't shake like all the shit he did. And it wasn't real, but it affects him so much that he needs I to make up for it. I would have liked to see Mockingbird come back for this last episode. She's in that uh, that uh, that Orville show, yeah. Which that should be pretty fun. No, and that's the thing—they wrote them off, thinking they were going to get a spinoff. They didn't get picked up, so now what? They're done. You didn't have to write them off. You didn't have to write them off. There's not a lot of masks on the show, which also kind of helps. Yeah, Uh, but it's why it's a very watchable, high production value, even though they put them in the. The dregs of humanity late night shift. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not on prime time anymore and they still manage to make a a high production, high value show with good acting and decent story writing and very I mean it's usually is it the best writing I've ever seen? No, but it's very, very competent. Yeah, I think breaking it up into the the three arcs was the best thing they could do. What could they do next season? Maybe they can bring back Lance and Bobby. They could. Maybe there he's in space. Uh so maybe there's another dark dimension portal something out there. Hmm. I don't know. I think they should keep this three act structure. They can also play off what happens in the inhumans. I don't know. I really don't know where they're gonna go with this. I think that they with this LMD thing with the framework and um we have a ghostwriter. Dis- like I, I would want to see more ghostwriter. Right, so basically, what what they did this year was they they made this anti inhuman thing happen, right? With the watchdogs and all that crap. Yes. Yeah. Then they moved on to the Darkhold, right? Yeah. And those were and and then the Darkhold led to LMDs, and then the LMD. Getting a hold of the dark hold created the Hydraverse. Yeah, and a really strong magical LMD. Yes, and then you have you know Ghost Rider coming in and you know sealing it with a bow. Weren't they supposed to have Secret Warriors? Was that this season? That was last season. That was last season, and that was kind of a fucking bust. I yeah, like that- Evil Fits. That was kind of interesting. Uh, there's something with the space. Like they got all these space movies going on. You got the Inhumans. You need a you need a bad guy that doesn't go away. That's what they really need. And it can't be like a mystery. Like you, this is the only show that doesn't have the mystery villain reveal like the other shows. And, you need somebody because look, the great thing about Sherlock Holmes is he's got Moriarty. Yes, and he never kills Moriarty. Like he always thinks he kills yes. him more, but he never actually does. He never can get to him. Yeah, they need. One, I would like, what if they move the whole thing into space? What if yeah. it's just space adventures? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever happened know to Graviton? Work. Graviton also. I don't know if space is the answer. No? No. 
Do you think we'll see more of a tie-in, more like big cameos from the MCU ever? I don't know. See, the, no. I mean, really, what this show needs is to. This show needs to basically have a, a clear-cut bad guy. Yeah, and for that bad guy not to go away, and for them to have some kind of directive to get at this bad guy in a way. Like, they were doing it in the beginning with Hydra, and they had Hydra as the big bad. Yeah. They took it, They took Hydra down, and it was kind of a weird way that they did it, but they had some... They, they keep on having these things that rise up in the ashes of a Hydra, and they're like, no, then they had Hive. That's right. But and then they kill Hive. And they kill Hive. Then they had Ada, and then they killed Ada. Now, the thing with Ada, though, it's... It could be possible that her consciousness is somewhere still. Could be downloaded into something That's else. True. They have a machine that like makes people from scratch, <laughs> blood and guts. People. Uh, I loved how. Uh, did you notice how uh, Robbie Reyes made that portal at the very end, and it looked a lot like the Doctor Strange sling ring portals, where he could just like now he could just jump around from wherever yeah. to wherever. I really don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, right. What can you do now that you got this fifth season and they really put you in a time slot where you're really going to have to try hard to get people to pay attention now? Uh, Will Inhumans leading it in, you know, before into the midseason help? I don't know. But this show, it should be bigger, more important than Inhumans. Should be a little bit more important than it is. And it seems they, they almost got there this season. I think what they were doing was cool. And then they went off track. There was this point in the show where they were starting to recruit Inhumans. Oh yeah, and then they just they just fucking got find rid of all these uh, powered people and get them on your side. Yeah, and then yeah, that they uh, they drop that. Yeah, Ooh. they just got rid of all that. Still, goddamn good season. All right, rugs. This is what I want to know from you. Let's rank these six shows from worst to best. All right. Well, I'll start with my number six. Okay. My number six is Gotham. Mine is Legends. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, my number five is The Flash, believe it or not. Oh, shit. This season of The Flash was not good. So my number five is going to be Gotham. Okay. My number four is Legends. I liked it a little bit better than The Flash. At least it was fun, uh, which The Flash kind of was not. It was too angsty. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go with The Flash next. Okay. Number three for me, Supergirl. I enjoyed Supergirl. Like I said, it reminded me of the early seasons of The Flash. I'll go along with you on that. Ooh, we got one the same. All right. Number two for me is Arrow this season. Man, I might, I might even put Supergirl above Arrow. Really? Ar- yeah, I'm going to put Arrow. At three. Yes, and then I'm going to go Supergirl with two. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, so that we have the both same number one, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., best, best of the yeah. bunch this season. Absolutely. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's a tough list because it is. I could easily throw Gotham at number two. <laughs> oh, no, what? Holy shit. Be, no. just, because of, like, just because of watchability and uh, being not embarrassed to watch it in front of other people. But, like, True. I mean, but um, Supergirl, I think improved to a, to be watchable like yes yes it didn't feel like i was watching a maxi pad commercial yes yes like i felt like okay this is look let's get down to business let's start fucking some shit up 
And that's, yeah. Yeah, it's because they didn't have the Cat uh, Grant all over with the yeah. woman power. But, man, uh, you <laughs> the Flash just bobbed this season. That's surprising. Oh, they got yeah. a lot they of work can't to do. do. It three, you can't do the same thing three times. You just can't no, do no, it. They no. just, I'm sorry. Fuck you. You can't do it. And the show that we thought was going to get axed pulls out a fucking all the stops and, yeah, and gives I us a great like, season. I feel like Legends is a piece of shit. No one should watch it. <laughs> and uh, it's really like joyless for me to watch. I, I like, like I like the I like the watching thing. them. I like but it's characters. like, OK, it's basically like people that you like, yeah. but I don't know. It's like <laughs> I like the characters. I just don't like anything they do. Yeah. I don't like any of the stories. Yeah. I don't like anything that they any situations that they're in. I just like the characters. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like if you ask me, do you like this character? I'll, do do I like White Canary? Yes. Do I like, um, you know, Firestorm? Yes. Do I like uh, fucking Rory? Yes. Do I like uh, the, even the fucking Brandon Routh guy? The, Adam. Ray. Yeah, I like him. He's fine. We even uh, like them jumping around through like, uh, feudal Japan and World War Two in the seventies. No, because it's like they don't have the production value to no, do. It. They so don't. They, no, they, they, they don't. They, it really blows when you when, when it's that bad. Honorable mention for me, I would have put this one at number one. Is Legion? I would as well. I fucking loved Legion. Give me more Legion. That was great. Legion was good. Uh, I I do think they did they dragged it out a little bit too much. I mean, but it was only eight episodes. How are they? There's not much to drag out, dude. There's like three episodes in there that didn't even need to exist. I did think it was funny when you pointed out that they had to literally explain what was going on on a chalkboard yes. to the viewer. Oh, <laughs> it was like it didn't even matter. After you watch that episode, nothing mattered. You could have just watched that episode and been all caught up at that but point. But the, the the feeling of the show, the atmosphere, the vibe, dude, the way they like they had movie style credits and and uh it was it had me. It hooked me. It was it was beautifully acted, really well shot. It looked great. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely the most artistic of the bunch. Yeah. It was definitely the most um, well filmed, well acted, well conceived, and it it was on rails. It was completely. They knew what they wanted to do with it. It was so focused. Um, I do think that that even though it was focused, that they meandered a little bit too much. Uh, like like they had an idea what they wanted to do. They were focused on that, but they they let it breathe too much. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like they know what they wanted to do, but they they indulged themselves a little too it much. It took a lit. I see what you're saying. It took maybe one or two episodes too long for them to get there. Yeah, uh, but I enjoyed like learning some of the weird character shit. Um, so summertime, there's a couple of sh- things coming back that you may or may not enjoy. Fear the Walking Dead's coming back. Not even going to look you at it. You're not going to watch it? No. No. Nothing. No need. I forget what the fuck was happening. Are they in Mexico? It's just stupid. I don't like, I still don't like anybody on the show. Uh, I might just watch it because there's nothing else to fucking watch during summer. Preacher season two is coming back. This I am very uh, excited for. I'll watch it. I'm not like super high on that show, but I'll, I'll watch it. That show kind of dragged for me more than Legion did that first season of Preacher. Yeah, d- Legion yeah. way spades better. Yeah, Legion is fucking great. So here's the thing, right? Going forward, Rugs, we are we are you going to continue to watch these six shows that we just talked about? I mean, I, I I could not stop watching Legends right now. Yeah, that's true. And the and only I reason care. I ask is because do you know the amount of fucking new shows that are coming out in 2017, 2018? 
Holy shit. So all of that stuff has been renewed that we talk about. We're going to get new seasons of all okay, those shows. So is there like a list of all these new shows? There is. It's in the show notes. It says new shows for 2017. Here we go. Black Lightning. Not watching it. Mid-season for the CW. Not watching? I mean, okay. I mean, I'll watch it. Like I'll give it two episodes, but the way that the suit looks is so ridiculous. Oh, my God. That suit looked horrible in the trailer, but I really love the whole, like, urban black superhero feel of the thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, hey, listen, if if the content grabs me, I'll stick with it, but I really don't like the suit. Yeah. And I don't That's- see them changing the suit, so it's going to be hard for me to watch it if I'm just like... This looks terrible. Yeah, I can't. no, I agree. That's going to be a big deal breaker. This is coming back 2018 midseason. Uh, Cloak you got to get the suit right. You yeah, got to do it. They got to fix that. Hopefully what we saw maybe was like an early version and then he realizes something or maybe it was the flashbacks. I don't know. Cloak and Dagger. On I'll give Freeform. it a couple. I'll give it a couple episodes. I want to check out Cloak and Dagger. I kind of like the, the, the trees are uh, Constantine animated on CWC. These are going to be like. 10-minute episodes, five okay. or six. All right. I'll watch I mean, it when they combine them all together. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to seek them out, but I do. Matt Ryan's voicing this, so I'm kind of curious. Great. Uh, the Defenders on Netflix, of course, in August. That's a, that's a no-brainer. That's We're a definite. Watch that. I read, and there's an article I read that said that the first season of Defenders will take place in 48 hours. Oh, shit. Eight episodes. It's going to take place in two days. Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. I think that's kind of good because they're going to, or it might drag. I don't know. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Next we have, so the, also on CWC, an animated series. It's called Freedom Fighters, The Ray. It is, uh, it's the first gay superhero to star in his own animated series. Uh, and I don't know this guy. The, he's called The Ray. He's introduced by Grant Morrison and Jim Lee. In uh, it dates back to 1973, but it's based on a newer version introduced by Morrison and Jim Lee in 2015, The Multiversity. Raymond Ray Terrell is a reporter who uncovers a group of scientists working on a secret government project that transforms light into a weapon of mass destruction. He's exposed to a genetic light bomb that imbues him with light-based powers, calls himself The Ray. He's recruited by Uncle Sam. He's a gay cartoon hero. It's pretty good. Yeah, go for it. The Gifted on Fox, Fox's uh, X-Men TV show that's so X-Men-y. I'm definitely watching The Fucking Gifted. If the production value of this show is good and it's this is a, a fun show to watch, I will easily drop Arrowverse shows to Ooh, watch For this. The Gifted, huh? Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. We'll see how, if that can sustain. Uh, so they're doing that. Have you read that, that limited series called Happy? Remember no. Happy? It's coming on Sci-Fi. Uh, Happy is an adaptation of the 2012 Image Comics miniseries by Grant Morrison and artist Derek Robertson. Christopher Maloney from Law & Order stars as Nick Sachs, an intoxicated, corrupt former police officer turned hitman, adrift in a world of casual murder, soulless sex, and betrayal. Uh, when a hit goes wrong, leaving Nick wounded, and with the police and the mob on his tail, his life is forever changed by a tiny, relentlessly positive, imaginary, blue-winged horse named Happy. Oh, shit. Voiced by SNL veteran Bobby Moynihan. This is a really... I read this. I bought it. It's really weird. There's literally... It's a little tiny blue horse with wings that talks to this guy that I'm only curious. he can see. I'm curious, but I don't see myself sticking with it. This will. This is coming to sci-fi. Then we have the Inhumans 
on ABC with its debut September 1st in IMAX theaters. And then September. I'm going to definitely watch this. It's not too many episodes of this, right? No, I think it's a, it's going to be a eight or 10 yeah, uh, episode base. Well Will you go watch. see it in IMAX in the theater? No, no, they're going to show not like the first two hours. Uh, that'll be interesting to see if anybody goes to see this uh, in the theaters, but September 26th, I'm looking forward to this. Hopefully they can improve fucking Medusa's wig. Uh, Krypton. I'm not even going to turn this shit on unless it gets rave reviews. Yes, like let's make a show about something nobody cares about. Superman's fucking grandfather. Like if this show show gets like awesome reviews and like people are like, oh, this shit is fucking legit. Then I'll check it out. I will check out the pilot, but I'm with you. It's got to be really good because I, I can't imagine. I really don't. I don't even care. Like I barely care reading about it. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man. Spider-Man, it's uh, the successor to the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon on Disney XD. Uh, This is like, this is going to be like the MCU, like Tom Holland Spider-Man in this. So, I don't know. That should be interesting. I'm always interested when they reboot the animated Spider-Man shows. Sometimes to great success, sometimes to not. Like Ultimate Spider-Man, which I did watch and then I was like, this is stupid. Uh, New Warriors on Freeform with the Squirrel Girl. Okay, I mean, speedball, microbe, Mister Immortal. We'll see if it, if if, if Thrasher. If it's like a, if it's like a joke, then I won't watch it. They're calling this the first live action comedy from Marvel Television. I don't know. I it's don't see myself watching it. This is a. It will be a comedy. Uh, next, we have this is still all this season. People, these are all the shows. The Punisher on Netflix is coming out at some point. Like for me, a comedy yeah. based on superheroes has got to be a movie. It's got to be a one and done. Like a Deadpool. Uh, I, I don't want to tune in every week and see fucking... Well, we saw nonsense. how well Powerless works. Yeah, I just don't want to tune in. That's like, that, that's like a one-time sit-down thing. You get two, two hours of laughs, and then you're done with it. I don't see myself committing myself every week watching episodes of this. I can see I can see your point. This will also only be... It's a 10-episode order for yeah. uh, New Warriors. Uh, the Punisher on Netflix, no-brainer, of course. Yeah, I'm oh, not going to watch this. You got Karen Page coming back uh, and and Bernthal. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Runaways on Hulu. This is the book by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfona. Runaway centers on six teenagers who can barely stand each other, but must nevertheless unite to defeat a common foe. Their parents, who they discover, are supervillains and in a group called the Pride. If this year doesn't kill the market, I don't know <laughs> Jesus what Jesus Christ. Rex, I remember you turned me on to this long time ago. What, the Runaways? Yeah. Oh, the Runaways is great, but yeah. I'm just like... At this point in time, I'm so overloaded with yes, shit. I'm like, wait, I don't even care we're anymore. We're not done. There's more. The tick is getting, uh, uh, got picked up again. Unnecessarily. With Peter Serafinowitz uh, on Amazon Prime. Ben Edlund's writing, producing. He's heavily involved. He's very excited about this version of the tick. Uh, it's going to be, what he's doing is he's spoofing all the dark superheroes we have now. So he's kind of updated the spoof of nature. I mean, the whole thing was a parody of superheroes. But now that he's going to go after the current dark set of superheroes. I don't know. I love the tick. I might, I might have to, I might have to watch some of this. I would rather watch the tick than squirrel girl. Okay. Okay. I'll, tick I'll, wins. I'll, I'll say that. Tick wins over squirrel girl. These last two are on this, the Warner brothers, new DC comics, branded digital service, live action Titans. Teen Titans with uh, uh, Dick Grayson, presumably as Nightwing and Beast Boy and Starfire and Raven. 
Mm, this with written by Johns and Akiva Goldsman, Greg Berlanti. This is going to launch. So this show and the next show, Young Justice Outsiders, which is the third season of the, the return of the awesome Young Justice by uh, Greg Wiseman. This the I think their digital service is really looking toward to, to these shows to sell to get people to sign on. Mm. Uh, but dude. That's 16 shows on top of everything that's airing all in the next year. Yeah, I can't. Holy shit. I, I can only give a fuck about maybe like five or five of these shows. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. It's too much. I mean, Dude, this, this, this is where you're going to separate the men from the boys because like most people don't have time for all this no, watching no, all this no shit. No fucking way. And I mean, you can go and binge and watch it afterwards. I think the live ratings... They're going to be, you're, you're, we are getting to the point where you're cannibalizing the market now a little bit. And no, it's way too many. You're right. Like the, the good stuff has to like, rise to the top now. I would like to see like not even like a quarter of these shows. <laughs> but again, remember when we, when we started this show, we were like, man, we're 40 years old and we're watching this because we had shit, but now they're going to just ruin it. <laughs> now they just got to overload it and kill it. Well, the thing is you had. <laughs> This is what you have out there. You have this the Arrowverse and the CW, which is like the low, low budget. But they understand what to do for the most part to keep it going. They have a formula. It works. It doesn't work for everybody. Like people like me who have watched a lot of TV and seen a lot of movies is going to be like get bored really quickly with this, the same plot devices that they use. But they do serve a function and they do have entertainment value for that. Then you go a step up, and then you see like the Agents of Shield, where they're a little bit more production value. Then you go up even more, another step, and then you get into the uh, Netflix shows. Yeah, Legion also. I think that brought that yeah. brought it up a step. Legion also, yeah. So you're getting up there. If they manage to to create more of those that are on that higher step, it might be interesting, but. Um, I think that if those shows that they make that are um, a little bit on the higher production value side, a little bit more mature, yeah, like this gifted looks like it could be something like that. Yeah, we're gonna phase out the other ones. Like the hour verses are not gonna be able to really play. Well, yeah, they're gonna seem unnecessary and cheap. Uh, yeah, in in comparison, they only work as as like like a soap opera. Fox is going to be interesting because they're going to have a, a fucking Batman show and an X-Men show. Like, that's weird. It just seems weird to me that Marvel, who's got Disney yeah, and Freeform and all this other stuff, is launching these shows. But they're launching, like, the fucking weakest milk toast shit that they can launch. <laughs> like, let's go some big guns. You got, like, you're putting everything on Netflix. But, I mean. I mean, they also, so, you know, in terms of the rights of the X-Men, like, I think, I think Anthony said this before, and if you think about it, they, I think they still own the rights to the X-Men on TV because of the animation, all the X-Men cartoons. I think they just, they sold the movie rights. So the fact that they have some control over the, these, their mutant characters on television in conjunction with Fox, I don't know, but I think that can help the gifted anyways. Finally, Rugs, I wanted us to recommend a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I want to know what you think of American Gods. So I haven't far. watched it. You haven't watched any of it? No. I uh, I actually sat down to watch it. Yeah. I watched about like 15, 20 minutes and I fell asleep. 
Well, it's so it's borderline like it's on the bubble of it being too slow, but also being not too slow. It's visually amazing. Like they've done some crazy shit on there already. That why should I watch it? Because Ian McShane, dude. Because of fucking Ian McShane is the best. It's here's the thing that I want watching this. I'm like, this is it's so Neil Gaiman. Like I could see them make a Sandman TV show in this style. Yeah, but why should I watch it? There's, there's honestly, there, okay. Well, there's a a woman that sucks uh, men up into her vagina while they're having sex. Yeah, but why should I watch it? <laughs> there's, there's like, a- <laughs> I could tell people like why I watch Fargo. Yeah, because you're watching like a very expertly crafted fucking film. It's basically a film unfolding as a TV show. Yeah. That has multiple layers, yeah, and has uh, like all of these interwoven plots and all these great things that happen, and there's no powers or any gimmicks there. It's just people going through lives, and they create these characters that are so crazy. Like there's this one character that they created that is a uh, guy who throws up. He's bulimic, yeah, and is since he's bulimic, his teeth are all fucked up, yeah, and they're constantly zooming in on his teeth and what he does with his teeth. And it's just so gross, but like at the same time, it's such genius because it makes you uncomfortable. And they're doing it on purpose. Everything is purposeful in its direction. Same thing with Better Call Saul. Yeah. Just like Breaking Bad. All of those shows were like, they were art. All right. And when I listen, I go, tell me why I should watch American Gods. And then like, it's like, there's a vagina lady. Okay. But you know what? You are right. Five episodes in, I really, I cannot tell you why you should watch it because. Uh, there's still like stuff's just happening. I don't really know what's going on or there's old gods and new gods. They keep like, introducing these, uh, these histories of these gods. Uh, if I you're talking about even Legion, even Legion yes. was, was expertly directed and there was a definite target of what he wanted to show you yep, yep. as this guy's men- mental breakdown yep. and his confusion. Yep. And you get this like, um, different sides of his personality. And then you, you wonder what reality is when you're watching it. And it's all about questioning. Am I crazy or am I have powers? Right. Which, what do I have? Yep. Who are my friends who were not my friends? Like that, you could say that easily. You could easily like explain why you should be watching this to sell money. But I've asked like three or four people, why should I watch American gods? And I never got like a, a clear answer. No, And I, I, I can't tell you because it's still like every episode seems to just be setting up more things and you're still not sure right. where it's going. There's only eight episodes. They're five in maybe once it ends uh, and you binge it, it makes sense. But I think by the third episode, you should have an idea. No, I, I agree. I agree. They take, you know, the fourth episode takes a, a side plot and, and gives you backstory on this one character that's not even the book and really does not progress the story at all. It kind of does a so walking dead thing. I completely turned you around to a show I've never seen. It's, it's yeah, you know what? <laughs> last The last episode, like, I struggled. I had to really work to stay in, engaged and watch it. And I was like, man, I don't know about this show anymore. Right. Well, so don't recommend it then. Okay. No recommendations. Now, do you have another recommendation? Yes. Okay. Go for I it. I binged a lot of brown content this weekend. And I don't mean shit scat videos. Oh, shit. I mean shows. Oh, that's what I was watching. That's what you're watching. I mean shows for and by, uh, like. What do they call it scat? I don't know. That's a good question. Why are shit videos called scat? I'm talking about Packies and Indian people. Master of None. I finally finished the first season. I watched the second season. 
holy crap it's 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 really is it's masterful uh that what a great second season aziz ansari kills it some of the best episodes of the second season are the episodes that aren't even about him that are about the side characters like the thanksgiving episode and the isle of new york episode and then his it's so it's so real like living in new york i feel like it's so real the one thing that now i loved the second season of master of that yeah and I think that Aziz Ansari is actually doing something really great. Like he had this great narrative that he pushed throughout this whole season of him wrestling with his feelings for this girl yeah. and his ex-girlfriend yeah. and what he should do to move on. And they had so many different things. But I do think he's shoehorning a lot of this uh, this racial stuff in there. When it, 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 He's lowering himself by doing that. I I disagree. Like in the first season, the whole uh, Fisher Stevens bit where his buddy doesn't know that he's not an Indian actor. I was like, that's fucking brilliant because all brown people thought that initially. They're like, wait a minute. That's not an Indian dude. Uh, that's no, but that's funny. Yeah. But like when it's just thrown in all the time, yeah. like obviously like he wrote the show so he could date whenever he wants any kind of woman he wants to date. And it, it doesn't have to be a problem all the time yeah. or there doesn't have to be a thing where he's acknowledging it all the time i don't know i just feel like it's shoehorned in there a little bit too much so huh. I, I i do I, I do find like this girl from italy like loves him yeah all right there's no need but so and that episode's you can't you don't need to like he's beyond he's moved beyond that all right but then all of a sudden he's in another episode with someone else that's not that story and all of a sudden it's about that he's always go finds a way back to it mm so I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like, I, mean, I just we get, we get the point. Well, no, it's not like that. It's like you. The, the whole point of the show is that you don't want you, you want to stop thinking of Aziz Ansari as being the representation for any kind of thing. You just right. want to think of him as a person. Yeah, as a funny person. Yeah, I see. I didn't think I. I don't know. I never. I appreciated that kind of like the whole. Uh, you know where he goes to the barbecue festival and skips his prayers on uh, the end of Ramadan, and that was great. Yeah. That was great in 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 its in its way because it was it was it's self reverential. Yeah, he's talking about like his view on on how like ridiculous religion is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, but that's fine. But then when they're doing so they're doing other stuff, and then it's just out of the left field. Like, remember they made the she made they had the Italian girl made a make a joke about she doesn't like curry people. Oh yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> That's you shoehorn that in there. I see what you're saying. And you I had see a moment of like yeah. thinking that she was racist. I'm like, why did you? Why she obviously loves you. She wants to be around you all the time. Why would you put that in there? That's just a dumb thing to put in. I don't know. I just I feel like that sometimes is shoehorned in there. Uh, that's like Anthony when he's just like, "Hey, you terrorist, fuck!" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'll blow you up." Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's just I just I thought that she was just joking but it was innocuous man but that was that was heart-wrenching just to be you know think about like she's engaged and and they clearly love each other and uh that's a what a right and then he runs into rachel like randomly in new york i'm like that is so fucking new york first of all you will run into the person oh, you yeah. don't want that when you don't expect uh out of nowhere so some of the this the dialogue to me was so him and his giant authentic. friend are hilarious Oh, Arnold is great. Yes, his big white buddy. Uh, highly recommend Master and Nun. 
and then I'm just going to follow that up with I watched uh, Hassan Minhaj has a Netflix comedy special called Homecoming King. Okay. Holy shit, that's really funny. And it's he talks more about his life growing up and, uh, you know, being born here and uh, and dating a white girl. And uh, it's fucking great. Like, it's so well constructed on Netflix. So those are my recommendations. Not American Gods, I guess, until it's over because it really is about nothing, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, American Gods. I feel Master of None. I had such an amazing time yeah, watching. Yeah. I wanted to watch the whole. I wanted to binge watch it. Yep. It was. It's touching. a great watch. Yeah. It was touching. It was yeah. artfully done. That's another thing that I, I I don't want to go unnoticed. That he really he hired some really good directors. He went and he lived in Italy for real and studied Italian movies in the first the first episode there's a lot of nods to the Italian filmmakers i mean the first episode's in black and white it's like a his version of uh, of an Italian fellini movie yes it's so good yeah very right. fun yeah. very funny that but check out uh that uh Hassan Minhaj Homecoming King Netflix special i'd love to know i haven't seen that i'll check it out what eventually. you think it just came out and listener let us know what was your favorite what was your favorite show this season? Uh, just uh, tweet us, send us an email, show at jogginerd.com. Which of these comic book TV shows uh, did it for you and which didn't? We'd love to know and we will share it on the show. And that's all I got, man. That's the show. Rugs, uh, any other final thoughts? I don't know. This was a weird year for uh, for TV. Yeah. I'm just saying watch Fargo, watch Better Call Saul. Yeah. Uh, those are great shows. And uh, um I don't know. I mean, hopefully next year we're going to have so much more shit to pick from. Yeah. And we could stop watching some of the garbage that's where they do the same fucking thing every season and they have to learn they have to learn not to do that shit anymore. Why did I it's watch fucking laughable. I don't know. Yeah. Uh yeah. No. I mean, this where where I mean in and in, in in movies too, 2018, it's going to be a fucking bubble of very with very thin edges, man. This yeah, thing we, is about to blow up. It's weird because Everything eats itself eventually. Yeah. You, know, you let something kind of grow and then it just falls and collapses and then it makes room for something else. I don't know what the next thing is going to be. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to be superheroes, if it's going to be. I know I saw the John Wick movie. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a crazy ass fucking movie. Like good crazy. It reminded me of watching a Chow Yun Fat movie. Oh, that's like, not did bad. you see? Did you see John Wick? The no, original? I still got to watch the first one. Okay, first one's good, and the second one's good. Um, first one's a little bit better as a movie, but the second one, he kills so many people. <laughs> That's awesome. With with just guns, <laughs> like Chow Yun Fat yeah, style, yeah, and not like flying through the air like John Woo direction. Everything is just meticulously choreographed, and it's not like they ne- they never even cut to another shot. They just watch Keanu Reeves just dismantle all these people. Wow. Like in one take. Like it's a cool, is it like a cool, because one thing, the thing about the John Woo shit, it was like cool contrived action. No. It is contrived, but it's to the point where there's a, there, there is a realism to it. Oh, there is shit. A real, so, okay. There is a realism to okay. it. Okay. I mean, the shit that happens there is impossible. There's no way he wouldn't be dead. Right. But like, the fact that he, like, he's always reloading. He's always out of bullets. Well, that's he's great. Always, you never he, see that. You see him methodically plan. Okay, I got to grab this guy's gun, hit him with it, turn around, shoot these four guys, Yeah. get rid of this gun, yeah. take the guy's gun that I just knocked down. Oh, he's got a knife. Let me grab the knife 
and he's it's like it's like you could see the thought process as he's walking into a room of how he's going to grab that Dude, guy's weapon. That sounds badass. So in that sense, it's very cool. I hope the Punisher is like that. It kind of sounds like the Punisher. Oh, it's definitely the Punisher. If the Punisher was anything like John Wick, it would be fucking amazing. All right, I got to watch these. I got to watch both of these movies then. That sounds sounds you pretty good. You watched the first one. The first yeah. one's good. Yeah. The second one's also good. It's not as good as the first one, but um, there were there's a couple of scenes where... He, like the story and all the cool like um world building that they do in the first one isn't in the second one as much but there is these very complicated like a thousand people running at John Wick with guns and somehow he doesn't get shot <laughs> that's fucking awesome ah. yeah <laughs> i like that he's reloading though that's uh that's an imp- oh, important detail okay there's this one point where he has this like they're like just give me a gun i need to do this and so they give him a gun that only shoots seven bullets. <laughs> okay. And it's like Deadpool. Like, yeah. you know, he has every bullet counted yeah. before he shoots somebody with it. It's kind of like along the same lines. But he quickly, that joke's over real fast. Oh, man. That's, I, yeah, sound, sounds badass. Tell you yeah. what, I can't and, believe it's Keanu, and, but it sounds and, badass. And then I watched Fast and Furious 8. Oh, really? Yes. All right. You know what? You tell me about that in the post show because I want to know what you think. Okay, cool. Uh, Rugs, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. So go there and you can see me uh, tweeting other people's stuff because they, they do it better than I do. <laughs> go tweet a slack hole. Uh, and uh, listen, listener, subscribe to the show in whatever podcast app you get. That way you'll get it automatically every week. And of course, the most important thing tell a friend spread the word post the show grab your friend's phone subscribe him give him one of these and then run away like a maniac uh we will love you forever thanks for listening to the jock and nerd podcast my name is imran and i'm not anthony he's the rug boy yeah catch you next time motherfuckers. Uh, i'm the nerd (laughs) 